Welcome to the Rando Pod, where we have the pods like Jagger. week's rando pod is a little less silly than previous ones. We're going deep. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Tide Pod, the podcast where we make waves about the ocean. Welcome to the Tide Pod. This week we're making waves about James Cameron, the legendary Canadian film director of the blockbuster movies Titanic and Avatar. You might be thinking, what does James Cameron have to do with the ocean? Well, James Cameron is also a deep sea explorer. In fact, I think the only reason that he actually made the Titanic movie was so that he could have the excuse to explore the surface and, of the ship and be able to you know, float around there with his, with his little submarine. Most of the deep sea footage from the movie was actually shot by Cameron himself. In fact, I've heard it said that James Cameron spent more time on the Titanic than the captain of the ship did. After the huge success of the Titanic movie, as well as Avatar, James took a huge portion of the profits from those movies and invested it into a new project with the National Geographic Society. He went into Challenger Deep, which is the deepest point in in the Mariana Trench. Um, Which is the deepest place on Earth. It's the deepest place on Earth. It's actually um, deeper than Mount Everest is tall. Uh, you can imagine just how huge that that is, because the Mount Everest is the tallest point on Earth. Yeah. So, so Challenger Deep is eleven kilometers underwater. Like that's just insane. Why? How would you? Like, why would you? <laughs> just why? I can't imagine being cramped and just in that little tube of James Cameron's and just being shot down to the deepest, darkest place on Earth. Like, who would do that? Well, James Cameron, of James, course. James Cameron would do that. In fact, he built his submarine uh, what would normally look like sideways. So a, si- a submarine is usually long and thin. Uh, and then, uh, but his is more like a cylinder up, way, up, like up. So it looks like a, like a can instead of like a, like a sideways ship would be. I actually think it would be more efficient because you could actually get to the bottom of the ocean quicker than if you were having a sideways submarine. Yeah, traveling at at an angle down. And so it still took two and a half hours for him to reach the bottom in his vertical descent in his, you know, quickly dropping 11 kilometers in his submarine. Yeah, I, that, that's just insane. Um, And once he got there, he made a Twitter post. Um, I'm not sure 
if you would make a t Twitter post once you're at the bottom of the ocean, but I certainly wouldn't. Um, yeah, most of us don't get Wi-Fi at the bottom of the ocean. No, no, yeah, normally, but uh, this is what it said. Uh, just arrived at the sea's deepest pit. Hitting bottom never felt so good. Can't wait to share what I'm seeing with you. At Deep Challenge. Uh, I, Twitter post. Bottom yeah. of the ocean. No. Yeah, it wouldn't be my first impulse. You're you're in a, a tiny little can. We can barely move uh, with with millions of tons of water over your head and you're being crushed in you know the, the very deepest parts of the ocean. Oh, you know what? Let's go on. Let's look on social media. <laughs> that that is quite quite the the impulse, as you put it. Um, I I just can't imagine just being somewhere that almost nobody has gone before, and then just making a Twitter mm -hmm. post yep. like. So James Cameron is the first solo diver to reach the bottom of Mariana's Trench, but not the first people, to, not the first humans there. There was two people who went there before him, uh, a Swiss engineer named Jacques Picard and a retired U.S. Navy SEAL captain, uh, sorry, Navy captain, uh, Don Walsh. Mm -hmm. uh, they went in the 1960s. Uh, it was quite a time. Uh, and they were manning this submarine called the Trieste. Is that how you pronounce it? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, it took five hours. That's twice the time it took James Cameron to come down. Because uh, they built a regular sideways submarine and not a vertical exactly. submarine. Exactly. Yeah. James Cameron, Cameron is yeah, such a out. genius. Um, <laughs> but uh, they only spent 20 minutes on the ocean floor because they had a cracked window from the descent and the pressure. Yeah, and the cold. Uh, Apparently it was colder cold. than they thought. And so as they descended, the cold, the rapid cooling of being out of the sunlight for so long, like because the, the water down there is so, so cold that it uh, it, uh, it cracked their their windshield, cracked their their one window. Mm hmm. And so they so came back up. How much of a wind shield? It's not wind underwater, but you know what I mean? It took them three and a half hours to get back to the surface. So that's uh, about... You know, nine out. Well, nine hours. Yeah, yeah. Of, I can't of imagine just being in the cold and dark and yeah, it's got to be so scary as you're descending into the oblivion underwater and having your the the your viewing port crack. That's just oh my goodness. I, I can't yeah. imagine they made it to the bottom. I would have just went all the way. I would have stopped. Let's go back up now. Well, let's fix it and try again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is. These people, they're... They're different, they're, different kinds of people than us. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, James, when he descended, he stayed at the bottom for two and a half hours. He had intentionally intended to stay at the bottom for about six hours. But actually, a uh, one of his robotic arms that they used to manipulate things and, and, and poke at things um, had a hydraulic leak. And it actually got in the way of his main viewing window. Uh, and so after about two and a half hours, he, he called it quits and went back mm -hmm. up. Uh, but originally, uh, he chose a different spot from the other two um, because they kicked up so much dust that they couldn't take very many like photos or anything of anything. Uh, so he wanted to actually film and actually do things. So he went to a different place so that he wouldn't have mm -hmm. as much weight to um, take some photos. And filming is really a section we really need to highlight here because he is a director and he's, he's so enmeshed in the technology of filmmaking he's all of his movies have always been very cutting edge on the technology that was used he actually took some of that technology and retrofitted it back into his submarine and so 
You can imagine the high-def cameras from Titanic being very useful. But he also used 3D recording equipment that he innovated in the, in the Avatar movie. Uh, and so he says that there's a scientific value in getting stereo images because you can determine the scale and distance of objects from stereo pairs that you can't get from flat 2D images. And so by taking uh, 3D stereographic images while he's down there using this brand new super high def camera stuff, he's able to take uh, not only beautiful pictures that are look great in the National Geographic magazine, but also are really useful scientifically to be able to get some depth and be able to see things in a different sort of light and angle than you would with a flat camera. Also, I believe it would have taken a hit on his dignity if he didn't have some worthy pictures to take home because he's a, he's a film director. Yeah, world, world famous film director. Yeah. So he, he has to take a few uh, high-tech cameras down to the depths to yeah. film some nice uh, views. <laughs> Unfortunately, he didn't use the technology from his other films, The Abyss. Uh, the Abyss was shot, I think, in the early 90s or late 80s, and it was a beautiful movie. But one of the main characters goes really, really deep in the ocean, and they, in order to be able to deal with the uh, oxygen compression, they actually have him breathing a liquid, which was kind of interesting in the movie. But uh, I'm glad that's not necessary now, that he was able to not fill his fill a, a, a diving suit with, with liquid and breathe water, like water underwater. That would be... That would, yeah. yeah, I don't bit, think I'd like that. No, that, would be, that would be a very strange scenario. Yeah, uh, so once he got to the top, um, he had multiple tours around the place because he was James Cameron, the first solo diver in the uh, Mariana Trench Challenger Deep. Um, so a girl once asked James Cameron if there was anything else to see in the Mariana Trench, um, and he replied, it was like I jumped out of an airplane at night over a wheat field of Nebraska, landed with a parachute, walked around with a flashlight for three hours, and then went back up and said that I had explored America. So I think that's a good analogy mm -hmm, yeah, because there's, lots to see. there's a lot to see, and uh, obviously, like he couldn't have seen it all. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just think that that was worthy of mentioning because. Uh, Analogies are yeah. my, my forte. Mind so. you, also it's one of those things where imagine taking an alien spaceship and dropping it in the middle of of New York uh, of New York City in uh, Times Square. I don't think you're going to see many people out and about. They're all going to be hiding for their and cowering for their lives. <laughs> and so there's also the the if you drop a submarine in the middle of the ocean into a place that is very alien and have shining these big lights everywhere, a lot of the sea creatures probably aren't going to uh, hang out there. And so some of the more interesting stuff probably was hiding the entire time. And you probably have to spend quite a long time stationary before you'll be able to actually see the, the really cool stuff come out. So uh, Let's hope in the future that we have that sort of technology and uh, we don't have any accidents like with the last two so that yeah. we can actually so have a decent um, scientific exploration. But maybe <sighs> after this next bout of... Uh, of sequels to the Avatar movies that are being made by James Cameron. Maybe after he has that, that new pile of money, um, he'll, he'll want to go back to the ocean one more time and, and come back with some, some newer, fancier uh, plans and, and, and uh, upgrade the ship and do this again. Yeah. Well, it's right. Yeah. Uh, with great wit and intellect, he went down into the depths and down in history. It's, it's, it's something that just touches most people, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's our, uh, 
our audio waves for our uh, ocean waves this week. Uh, glad you uh, checked us out. For more uh, randomness, follow the Random Pod series of random podcasts. And uh, as always, the music is composed by me. The uh, dialogue here is researched by Sela and I. Yeah, we hope you have a great time. Cheers. Goodbye. Amazing Marriott Media Production.